two, three, clap. Yeah, that was good. That was maybe our best clap yet, I have to say. You think so? It bodes well for things. Today. You can you can always tell in life the quality of the pod by the quality of the clap. <laughs> you should leave all the claps in. Pod quality. Leave the claps in for for the cool. episodes, and then they'll know like, oh, this is a good one. I should I should keep listening. <laughs> if you don't hear a clap in the beginning, then that means that we're saying skip this one. It's not <laughs> worth listening to. <laughs> if you hear the clap, that means it's gonna slap. <laughs> Yeah, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. I don't listen to gameography, but I slap. I don't listen to gameography or play video games unless there's a clap. <laughs> Take your load off. Put the clap in. <laughs> on? Put the clap on. I mean, either way, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> or, <laughs> or work. I feel like it's still, it's still bizarre. Yeah, well, take why don't why don't you go ahead and take this this episode of Gameography to the uh, to the sexual health clinic because I believe it has the clap. <laughs> okay, that's all that I'm gonna say. <laughs> hey man, I think it does too. I think it needs to be checked out. I think it's fatal. <laughs> okay, this is the I, I this is this is breaking news. This is the last episode of Gameography. This is. This was a fatal we couldn't, clap. We, we couldn't get it any better. <laughs> we couldn't get the clap any better, for sure. What I mean, what makes a good clap? Is it is it just that you're clapping at the same time that I am? Um, I mean, that's part of it. That's one criteria. I think mm-hmm. one is also... I couldn't see yours, but just looking at the actual, like, the WAV like shape hmm. yeah if it's a good shape <laughs> that's that's another criteria uh yeah how your hand feels physically yeah what was what, like, what was do you your feel hand like the like power jolting through you not anymore it's not like you know how like sometimes like with a good high five usually it's like you'll feel it reverberating through your hand for 24 for hours minute, for minutes afterwards yeah <laughs> yeah was it like that for you well, like you, I don't, I don't feel it any longer. But um, it was a, it was a subtle like power surge, I'd say. Do you know what I'm talking about though? When you high five someone so hard that it, it's like yeah, I don't... sizzling still on your skin. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's a slight glow on your hand still. Yeah, I think that's that's like a a bonus for high fives. I'm not sure that's a bonus for claps. <laughs> If I'm a, roll you know, roll for for hand strain. Hand strafe? I said strain. Or oh. strafe. Hand strafe. His hands are strafing each other. When are they gonna what, clap? Is a, is a strafe like a like a kind of dodge or is it like a like Yeah, it's a like it's like a it's like in it's Zelda like, when you Z target on somebody and you're like Oh you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going around my them. hands, my hands do that when I try to high five people. They like bounce around the hand I'm gonna high five, <laughs> kind of in a circular motion. They do like like somersaults backwards to get away from them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my hand, can, yeah, I can do I can do a backward somersault with my hand <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah, picture I mean, that. if really you ever, picture that. I mean, if you ever like were a tech decker, I'm sure you could do that. 
You ever went to the Olympics for tech decking? Man, are there any tech deck video games? Because I would love to have an episode of this podcast that just involves us talking about tech deck episode and 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 uh, tech deck dudes. You know, te- you know te- what that is? Tech tech dudes. Tech deck dudes are on such a such a different level of importance to me than even tech deck is. <laughs> is you know that, what tech deck dudes are? No, is that a is that like it was a, like a. It was like a toy series, I think, where it was these little like guys that were just these little plastic figures with two little legs and no arms. They were like these little worms, and they had magnetic feet that stuck to tech deck boards, tech deck decks. What are they called? The actual little skateboards? I think they're just called tech decks, aren't they? Wait, did you why say are they called? Why are they called tech decks? There's no tech. <laughs> I'm. It should be tiny decks. <laughs> Oh, I see. They're like all head, basically. All head, no arms. <laughs> all tech, no deck. Uh, yeah. What is the etymology of tech deck? Do we have that I almost, information? I just almost spelt it uh, tech deck, so that's <laughs> not it. That's what it's not. Tech deck. <laughs> wow. Technology, technology. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can. There is a app. There's like a phone game for Tech Deck, so you know. Phone game? Yeah, like, like, like for a, Android and for like a iPhone. For like a, it's like a smart telephone. Mm-hmm. Uh, bio girl, biogamergirl dot com says the best mobile skateboarding game around. Wow, that's a high praise. Sounds like a real gamer girl to me. Yeah, I believe that's a real gamer girl. Um, um, I'm also seeing that tech decks are actually called fingerboards. That's that's like the non-brand name. Yeah. 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 I also find the description on Wikipedia really interesting, where it says it's a working replica, about one to eight scaled of a skateboard that a person <laughs> in quotes rides by replicating skateboarding maneuvers with their fingers. I think that's such an elo- eloquent way of. Oh, there's a picture of a chicken on a tech deck. <laughs> Uh, I will, so Tech Deck itself does not have a Wikipedia page, so no, that's on a a mini skateboard, the chicken, not a Tech Deck. You realize how <laughs> small that chicken would have to be if that was, yeah. If that actually, was I like don't even a, know what I was thinking. <laughs> it looks like a Tech Deck, though. I mean, yes. Tech Deck. If though. you if you got a giant chicken and a regular sized skateboard, you could do that same picture. Gosh, like a <laughs> like a Get- human sized chicken. <laughs> I either need the smallest chicken in the world or the biggest tech deck in the world. <laughs> I need like I need like a tech deck, but like eight times as big. Do you have one of those? It's for a chicken. <laughs> I have a giant chicken that needs to be somewhere really quick. Uh, yeah. Do you have like a? What about like um, even smaller tech decks? That you can't even get your fingers on because they're too tiny. <laughs> that that would be like the '90s uh, ad where it's like, just try getting your fingers on these guys. <laughs> they're all sold out. <laughs> and then it's like, huh? Maybe you would need like a miniaturized hand to put on your finger. Oh, that's what and it is. And then you yeah. use the two tiny little <laughs> fingers on the tiny and hand. Like- yeah, maybe they like the kind of like magnetize to it or something a little bit, you yeah. know? Because otherwise, yeah. it'd be it'd be very hard. 
See, and this is how they I get think what you, it is is that you have a tech deck dude. Yeah. You know those like guys that, I'm listening. You know those like kind of like rubber like things that you put on your finger? Uh th- that like are like little guys with hands. Or like, you know, stuff like that. It's like one of those yeah, where you yeah, like you yeah, stick yeah, it on yeah. the end of your finger and then they're like sticking their hands out or something. Yeah. <laughs> their finger their two fingers out. <laughs> yeah, they have a little tiny thing on their hand yeah. that gives them two little fingers. Exactly. That attaches to the tech deck deck. Yeah. Or the tech tech the deck. mini the mini tech deck. Yeah. Yeah, one eighth the, mini, the size of a tech deck. The f- the finger fingerboard. <laughs> Board. Borb. Um is, <laughs> is this is this the episode? <laughs> so today we're talking about we're, we're talking about Ultima Quest of the Tech Deck Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, what Welcome to Gameography. I don't know if we said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Gameography, the podcast about techs and the decks that dude them. Or no, the dudes that deck them. <laughs> techs and the dudes that deck them. Dude this deck, bro. Dude this deck. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're talking. We're, we're s- still in the, um, the, the very olden days <laughs> of computers. Far back yonder. In in the your times, and just yeah, our first just way back, our first role playing game, well, kind of. What? I mean, rogue, rogue, yeah, but rogue is like you're it, playing the role of a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> the first kind of like more traditional one, I guess I would say. Yeah, no, and clearly, yeah, rogue is really it's more of a rogue type or rogue like. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but this really is, yeah. Because yeah. um, there's like quests. The, I mean, you're the. It's in the name of the game, Quest of the Avatar. There's at least there's w- one plus quests. There, yeah, there there's at least well, we can confirm there's at least one quest. Truly, me and Tim cannot confirm how many quests there are. Yeah, uh, if you need to know how many quests, this is this not is not the, the place <laughs> to yeah. come. If you want to hear. Um, feedback from people who really, really played this game. I'd say this isn't the podcast, <laughs> but we will uh, be talking about uh, just kind of like the early Ultima series in general, and then why like Ultima Four is kind of more known and more remembered, uh, particular and like kind of. I think we're gonna talk more just generally about like it's kind of like impact and ideas and stuff more than actually like playing the game <laughs> because yeah. like I think that's that's just what's more interesting about it <laughs> for sure yeah. and also uh we do not have the the most success playing like the biggest success playing it but yeah this is yeah. definitely not like I I would recommend to you dear listener listening to this episode <laughs> I would recommend that uh-huh. um but I I don't know and I, I would recommend like looking up this game yeah. i don't think i would recommend anyone like actually go out and play unless you're really really trying to get what this game is going to give you yeah which you will know what that is yeah yeah i think hour. i think for people who weren't like around at the time that this game came out it's hard to go back yeah. to like there yeah. definitely are people online who like played it when they were younger and like still love it but mm-hmm. uh and that might be a lot of the people saying this, but I, I saw a lot of people online 
saying like the first three ultimate games are do not hold up they're mm-hmm. not worth playing in the modern era or whatever yeah and then they say that this one is like this is where it changes yeah and clearly it they this is where it goes like a notch more modern than the previous ones and then it's like lots of improvements but it's still i'm more excited to play the later ones in the series yeah because we're gonna do that right um, What's the other one we're we're gonna be talking about? Well, we're definitely possibly? we're definitely gonna be talking about yeah. So yeah, that's the other thing. We're this is the first um, game game designer, I guess that that's gonna be recurring in this season. Mm. Um, recurring character. We, <laughs> we are gonna be talking about um, Ultima Online or yeah, Ultima Online, I believe, and then also Ultima Underworld for sure, um, and then okay. other games that he. That his company made, but that he didn't necessarily like design or anything, because um, like for someone who like I feel like nobody really talks about him, you know, uh, Richard Garrett, I should say, is the uh, <laughs> designer and like basically like the sole guy, at least okay for like the first bunch of the Ultima games, like he basically made them by himself. Wow. Um, I feel like nobody really talks about him in like modern times that much. <laughs> modern times. Yeah, I haven't even really heard of the Ultima series outside yeah. of this. But so. like, they're like, especially I think for like the kind of like the 80, like, you know, 90s kind of like game designer who came up in the 90s and stuff. Like, he's like one of the biggest like influences Mm. that like i feel like everyone like mentions him like um john romero and and the like you know the guys who made doom obviously uh like they're not someone who i would expect necessarily to like mention him but he is like they meant like they mentioned him specifically and then obviously todd howard does um Mm. i mean yeah if you he he is also just one of another example of like these people who were totally just doing a new thing in yeah. the video game world and also just kind of like working by themselves or in small teams like this. And so it makes sense that even if just on that level, like John Romero or anyone else that we're going to be talking about kind of was doing a very similar thing that must have been inspired by, you know, yeah. the people who made Rogue and the people who made the Ultima games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like... Yeah, the, the the other difference really between the Ultima series and and Rogue, besides like like the gameplay, is like Rogue was as we talked about, like it was not really ever like com- like financially successful mm. because they originally released it for free and everything, and it was more like kind of like a college kind of like game. Yeah, but like um, Ultima was like basically like the first one was like basically one of the the first like computer role-playing games of all time wow like wow so that just like like (laughs) i mean i think you know people like thought it was good at the time but like there obviously wasn't a whole lot to compare it to even so like it kind of by default was like you know (laughs) it was kind of the thing i mean i i have to imagine that it it must have been incredible and incredibly fun and completely I don't know, uh, 
reasonably difficult at the time yeah. because anything negative really that we have to say about Ultima 4 at least for me like mostly comes down to just seeing it through like a modern lens yeah and just like modern expectations yeah because like yeah the other thing is too I think like our modern expectation is that you like you're you're like guided a little bit more and yeah. like it's a little easier to just like get through to like get to where you want to go and stuff Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I feel like these games and a lot of, like, early role-playing games were made where it's, like, you could just kind of, like, wander around for hours. <laughs> and, like, yeah, that's, yeah. like, that's like what you wanted because it's, like, there wasn't other games to play, you know? It's, like, yeah. you just, like, it was, like, I mean, it's, like, kind of similar to, like, a mo- like a Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. or, like, a Breath of the Wild or something where it's, like, just the fact that it like you could like walk around in this big world even if it yeah. just was like a few pixels <laughs> basically on a screen yeah and, and, but i mean it's like even just playing you know with this it was less so but with rogue i just i was very taken aback by how quickly i just was completely adapted to the like mm-hmm. very antiquated kind of graphical style yeah and it's like it makes sense that especially at the time for this this i mean ultima 4 or any of the other ones which i believe looked fairly similar yeah right? they look very i mean they're all on the apple too they're yeah, all built okay. for that so yeah they all look very yeah. similar yeah so i'm sure that like it must have been so immersive to people at the time yeah and it's like yeah while it is very frustrating especially because of how complicated the controls are and everything is for games like this mm-hmm. but it's like not knowing how to do things and not knowing where to go and having no idea must have been so exciting and mysterious yeah. like well, when there was yeah like so few options and yeah, and another thing um, about older games and, and something that, like, he, like, Richard Garriott basically started was, like, a lot of older games came with big, like, manuals or, like, mm. like, little, like introduction booklets. He also started, like, it was a big deal to him to include a cloth map of the world oh wow and that's so that cool. became like a staple of like computer rpgs wow until like I mean, you know games literally still do that yeah but it's like very, not not a cloth map or yeah. anything but like but but they would do that until like i'd say like the early 2000s is kind of when it stopped because wow um, like a like a real not a paper map specifically i mean i'm sure i also like there were ones with, i think like oblivion came with a paper map Mm. or something when i got it but i don't remember but yeah they're like the yeah there were it was like literally like printed on cloth yeah yeah so you could like, that's so cool make, it's like a little handkerchief or something <laughs> <laughs> secondary use for it you know with the game <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean it's like you know all, these things because i the, what i'm thinking of is i remember last year the year before when i got red dead redemption 2 for the first time mm-hmm. You know, like me and Andy were playing it for a week or so and we didn't know where we were going. So we literally used the giant map it came with, like uh-huh. like a full size map of an enormous yeah. like game world. And it was so much fun literally not knowing what we were doing yeah. and having to actually follow a real map to the city on the other side of it. Like yeah. that kind of old fashioned just really solving a mystery with everything you try to do is like That's great. I didn't know great. that game came with a 
for real now. Mm-hmm. That's that's really I think, cool. I think like all the Rockstar games, or at least some of them have. Oh, really? I think okay. Grand Theft Auto did as well, but I can't quite remember. Yeah, because definitely like the expectation was that you would be like reading that stuff. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, we, we talked about this with Miyamoto's games too. Like the story of the game or like, you know, like the cell setup for the story is usually in those and like kind of like information about like yeah. the world and stuff and like some of the characters and stuff. And then also, yeah. there's just, <laughs> like, for this game in particular, like, it'd be very hard to play it without reading the directions. Because, like, yeah. unlike a Nintendo controller where you just have two buttons and you could, like, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's one of the things that, ha- that has, like, I would say aged probably one of the poorest things that's aged about it mm-hmm. is, like, the controls where it's, like, every key does one thing similar to rogue but i'd say the differences with rogue is like you at least have that key where you can hit to like show all the commands you don't even have that like you need like (laughs) i literally like had it open and then also had like the pdf of like the commands (laughs) open and was like like going between the two like okay what do i like yeah you absolutely just have to yeah and, and it's like, like with Rogue, I feel like it it came it seemed like we both kind of figured it out very quickly, whereas this was not the yeah. case with Yeah. Well it's like Yeah, because I mean they both have kind of unnecessary it's like kind of unnecessary in a way. Like it's mm-hmm. probably necessary to some extent, but you definitely don't need like twenty different ones. Yeah. Where it's like it's even worse in this. Because in yeah, Rogue, it's sure. just like you hit the direction to attack, but in this you have to hit A to attack yeah. and then hit the direction. It's like yeah. truly insane. Yeah, and I mean that see this is to me the biggest problem with it. Yeah. Like I think if this if the controls were different, I could have probably gotten past like the the hump at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's just it really brings to light how how much we take for granted something that like every game that comes out now has, which is like very intuitive like uh designed to be simple controls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas, like, when they were making these games, they just didn't have the decades and decades of, mm-hmm. like, knowledge to build off of in the way that we do now. Mm-hmm. And, and also, there's so many things that you just, you wouldn't even think of yeah. without knowing it. Yeah, and also, like, frankly, probably weren't really, like, thinking about all that much. I have to yeah. imagine, yeah, like, sure. they yeah. were, like, obviously, like, everyone making these games were, like, incredibly into computers and, like, coding and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there were, like, you know, if it was, like, kind of obtuse and, like, not necessarily super easy to understand, like, it probably may not have even, like, necessarily occurred to them. Yeah, like, that is, there is something in Ultima particularly, something very, like, computery about it, mm-hmm. where it's, like, it's, like, you can see in the mind of, like, a programmer, an engineer, where it's, like, it's, it's like, yeah, of course you'd want to put in the attack and then the direction, uh-huh. and you'd want to say, you talk, and then what direction. It's, like, these things that... <laughs> are now all combined but it's like yeah why would you do that it's like you want to make it run the computer prompt of like talk to this person start this dialogue yeah it's like what else would i want to do with this person but let's let's go back a little bit uh to just who this guy is who is this guy who is this guy it's this clown (laughs) so he grew up in texas what's his name say it again richard garriott Richard Garriott. Okay. His father was an astronaut for NASA. 
an, like wow. an astronaut and engineer. He went to space, um, and his mother was uh, like an artist, um, and so you can kind of see like his like his personality and his interests are kind of like a mix of the two in a way. Like yeah, like it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like he's like he <laughs> he's like totally into like. Um, Kind of like Ren Fair kind of stuff. Like he joined like a club. Uh, I forget what it's called, but like I have it here somewhere. Uh, but like the whole thing was is like oh S C A. I forget what it stands. It's still a thing, and there's like chapters all over the country. But it's where like wow, you like it's like a club where like you <laughs> you meet up and like people are like. It's basically like a role-playing thing. Yeah, Society yeah. for Creative Anachronism. Um, <laughs> an international organization devoted to research slash recreation of pre-17th century skills, arts, combat, and culture. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it would, of course this guy yeah. is doing that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he kind of like created the whole genre of video games mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Yeah. He was obviously like, Really into D and D, yeah. That's where all like, I mean, yeah, like I I would say his, uh, you know, that's like basically where everything gets pulled from, as far yeah. as like, you know, monsters and like world building and all that stuff. Um, but so in high school, he, like, his school had a computer, and he was basically like, can I just take a class or like can I like make my own class that's like, like I'll just like write programs. And like, if I write some, like if I write like, you know, some programs and they work like that, I pass the class or something like that. (laughs) And he's like, somehow he convinced, he convinced the school to do that. So he just like started writing all these games and then like he, he would write one and then like just start over with another one and like try and make it better basically. And so he wrote 28 by his senior year. And the twi- wow, 28 high school. Yeah. I mean, I imagine they were very like small like yeah, simple, yeah. but I uh show you this. Uh 28th was Akalabeth, The World of Doom. Wow. And so he was like, "Oh, I should, like I could try and sell this." And he like sold a couple to his like f- like to like, you know, like friends and like local people, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But somehow this computer company, California Pacific Computer Company, got one, and they were like, "Hey, do you want us to like sell this?" <laughs> wow! And so he's like, "Okay." And he, and uh, oh, this is also what the graphics look like. <laughs> wow! Just like this in can... this is also for the Apple II, I should say. Um, but like, and by the way, Devin, is there anywhere that you're going to be putting these images that people could look at it along with us? That's a good cue. They're going to be on GamographyPod.com, Tim. Oh, GamographyPod.com. And wait, are you telling me that you can go to GamographyPod.com or at GamographyPod <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram? Sounds like you're telling me that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it sounds like I am. Okay. Yeah, no, that you, you should look at this because this image is insane. He that was like really cool. trying so this is to what do, it looks like in the game. I think this is like 
maybe the title screen or something. Oh, yeah. But it's like he was trying to do like kind of like pseudo 3D kind of like, but just with like lines yeah. <laughs> and what the computer could do. <laughs> it looks like a really good MS Paint drawing, basically. <laughs> yeah, but like that's like been put through like an LSD filter. <laughs> so every It's literally just white, green, purple, and there's a little bit of blue and orange. But it's mostly like green and purples are the main colors. Um, and so, like, that, he said he, like, made enough money off of that to, like, pay for his college. Wow. And he was like, oh. That's so funny that that's, <laughs> that's like, not how things went for every, every like, young person making video games by themselves that we've talked about. Yeah. Like, they usually don't get hired, I feel like. It's like they get nothing, like the rogue people or... <laughs> The guys that made the, space the first space game yeah. for Nintendo. For Nintendo? You know the uh, the guys that like initially got like kind of sued but then got hired by Nintendo? No. Who got sued? Never mind. <laughs> um don't worry about it. Um Maybe I'm not right. But yeah, he he was like, What if I actually like tried to make like a game that I like that was like meant to be sold and not just like <laughs> I randomly decided to. <laughs> and so that then he started working on Ultima. Um, and so, like, the first three Ultimas uh, are, like, they're like a trilogy. I think they're called, like, The Age of Darkness or something like that. And, hmm. like, they're, they're all three kind of, like, the basic plot is, like, you know, there's a big evil, like, wizard guy. That you have to defeat to save the world, basically, kind of like very yeah. standard like stuff. But Just, you're 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 running the old Ganondorf. Yeah, I mean they do get like kind of weirder because like the second one has like time travel and stuff. Oh, interesting. And it takes place on the real like like in the real um like he used a map of like the actual Earth for the game. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, I'll sh- I'll show you the cover of that too because it's like. This is where the like the concept of the like the moon gates that show up in four comes oh, from. Oh yeah. Or like Oh interesting. But in this one you would step into one of these doors and it would like you go to a different time, I think. Something like that. Hmm. Um and he was yeah, he was attending college at the time, decided he couldn't keep making games and go to college, so he dropped out. Mm, um another thing he was doing is we talked about you know him being in that like uh society of acronistic whatever renfarers yeah renfarers um but we haven't talked about how all these say like by lord british which is his like oh they wait alter signed them off as that yeah like it says that did you not see that on like um ultima 4 either oh i didn't even know i didn't look at the cover I think it says it on the, like, t- maybe it doesn't, but I thought it said on the really? title screen. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's, like, his, like, alter ego. So when you see, like, Lord British in the game, it's supposed to be, like, him, kind of. Oh, that's awesome. And he would, like, go to I... places, like, dressed up as <laughs> Yeah, I saw him at a at a conference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So he, so it's like he has always been Lord British. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... Ultima 3, Ultima Exodus uh, was the last one of that trilogy. 
and kind of so one of the things with that is that in all the games lord british is supposed to be unkillable and there's i just found an anecdote of like these players found a way to kill him in ultima 3 by you could um like you couldn't just attack him obviously like it this wouldn't let you but if you um if you like captured a ship i think like a like a you know like a naval ship you could mm-hmm. like shoot cannons at the castle or something oh, and that wow. would kill him <laughs> wow because he hadn't like thought of that i guess or something i don't know it seems like really <laughs> weird that like you wouldn't just like make him like have like you know like yeah like Un- un- just make him unkillable. Exactly. Yeah. Just like <laughs> infinite health or something. It's a, that's a weird like loophole. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to. So at this point, yeah. he'd been like with a couple. Of, he'd been like publishing them through a different couple of different companies, but he kind of uh, wasn't happy and with them <laughs> with like how much of like the cut he was getting basically of mm. the games, and so he started his own company. Uh, origin with his like brother and like his mom like was the one who like made the maps and stuff so it was like wow just, it's a just family like business. yeah out of their house basically um, just a mom and pop video game shop <laughs> um and so for ultima 4 what happened is his brother who was like kind of like managing the company like kind of you know not he wasn't like making the games but he was like kind of running the business yeah Um, his like wife got a job in new england and he was like well like can we just move the company there and so they they left texas went up to new england and it was like this huge there it was like one of the coldest winters of like, I don't know, for New England history, <laughs> maybe at the time, yeah. And like, obviously, for coming from Texas, he was not really prepared for that. He like destroyed yeah. his car within like a week of being there. I guess. Oh my god! Like he he just crashed it because there was snow. Probably like ice, ice or, or something? something. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on icy streets. Yeah, and then like, wow, he kind of felt like. He also felt like kind of like isolated and stuff because he didn't know anyone. Um, Isolated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was like, he's also just kind of like a. I don't know. He's kind of just like a a, a weird like guy. <laughs> he he like apparently yeah. would love like yeah. throwing like huge Halloween parties, and he and he like kept doing it. like he you know he did that in New England, and. Apparently, like, he was not uh, liked by his neighbors because he, like, (laughs) (laughs) he, like, left, like, his, like, all these, like, bloody, like, they're (laughs) supposed to look like, I don't know, like, severed arms and stuff. Like, all this stuff, like, just, like, out for, like, months, apparently. (laughs) Which is just He just left it decorated for Halloween. Yeah. Way past Halloween. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the that's the weird video game guy. Yeah, exactly. Down the street. Don't talk to him. Don't let your kids talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of like 
the headspace he was in for when making this game, I guess. Um, that makes sense that he would just like lock himself away in, in the coldest winter in history and just program and program until mm-hmm. you got Lord British. Um, number four. But it was also taking a long time to make. Um, like, I, you know, at the time it <clears throat> typically was like very quick to make a game. Like, I'd say in our, probably, probably those last, our last week's games from Mel Croucher mm. were probably like, I imagine they were very like quick to make. Like, yeah, spe- yeah, especially those like ones a couple with, of like, months. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. so little actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this game wasn't developed for, for over two years, I think. But he that talked about sense. how it was going to be two hundred and fifty-six by two hundred and fifty-six tiles, like the map size, which was okay. That would have been really small, right? Yeah, I, I mean, of... it, by modern standards, yeah, but. It'd be well. I like. What did it end up being? I, I assume it's that. I don't actually know, but it's the like article I was reading said that that's sixteen times Ultima 3's world size. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I have to say, that's it doesn't bigger feel, than it seems like it would be. Yeah, it doesn't feel small when you're like walking around it. Yeah, uh, no, that's why that's surprising. Yeah. Because um, two fifty six by two fifty six seems like it'd be small, but like. Ultima 4 is actually quite big, it seems. Yeah. There's, like, yeah, lots of different areas and everything. Well, I think that's not counting, like... I think that's just the overworld. and Like, because when you get into towns, those are also, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, probably, like, yeah. 60 by 60 or something like that. Like, they're pretty yeah. big, too. Um, yeah. And then also a new addition to this game is the, like, conversation system where you, like, would type stuff in. That was not in the the previous ones. Um, that makes sense that this is the first iteration yeah. of the talking system. Yeah, like, it was horrible. I hate it so much. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, it's kind of amazing that it works, like, at all. <laughs> like, considering, but, yeah, it doesn't yeah. It doesn't really work that well. Yeah, because, um, I mean, like... No, the, when I started and all the videos that I watched, whenever whenever somebody starts, they keep, it's like no one ever responds to anything that you would intuitively type yeah. in there. And so it's like you really end up just saying name, job, health, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you also described to me, and I think I've read this, that as you like progress further into quests and stuff, there are things that one NPC will say. Like, like, oh, you know, Joe happens to know something about Susan, and then you go to Joe, and you say Susan, and then that that sounds like it would be actually very interesting yeah. to watch unfold, but... Yeah, I think, yeah, it's more like... You can do it within, like, the same conversation. Like, the guy would be like, I'm, like... I don't know, like, health, like... I don't think, I don't think I ever found a guy like this, but he could be like, I'm, I'm, like... <laughs> I'm wounded or something. And you could be like type in wound or something like that. And then he'd like tell you like how he got it or something like that. There's stuff like that. But then, yeah, there's also like, like the guy would be like, you know, this guy knows where like this secret skull is or something. And then like you (laughs) go to the other guy and like type in skull or something like that, you know, or secret. And he, and he might tell you, but just walk up to someone. The problem is you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Skull. Secret skull. (laughs) Indiana Jones? Name? Crystal Skull? Indiana Jones? 
Aliens? Yeah, the problem is, like, you don't know what anyone's going to respond to or if there's anything that, that, like, you can't tell if there's, like, something you don't know from someone, you know? Yeah. Like, most of the people don't, I think, have anything really that interesting to say. Um, Yeah. That's definitely how it appeared to me, is that most people (laughs) had very little to offer. Yeah. But another thing that I didn't um, really, really run into that I know is a is a part of the game um just because i think you'd have to play it more is like um so like we haven't talked about it but the whole like kind of concept of the game is that like it's based on a morality system mm-hmm. and so like if you're like and so like you're rated on all these different virtues and i like if you're like rated poorly or maybe like good on some of them like the characters will like say stuff about that to you like when you like run up they'll be like oh, oh that's like cool. like we've heard about you kind of like kind of thing which i imagine yeah. was like really cool at the time yeah that actually does seem cool and actually now that you bring it up we should have talked about that the whole morality system is actually very like kind of interesting yeah that's like the whole thing and of this shocking. game and like the whole reason it's like people still talk about it is because yeah it, it broke with like the whole tradition of of like Dungeons and Dragons, like role playing stuff in general, and then also obviously the previous Ultima games of like, like the quest was not like save the world or like go f- like, f- like defeat yeah. the evil thing. It was just like become a good person, <laughs> basically <Yeah>. become enlightened. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just enlightenment is what you're seeking. Truth. <laughs> That's how you win. Um, you know, uh, yeah, and just it. So the there's eight mm-hmm. virtues which you're trying to kind of like get a high level in all of them to beat it. Right. Yeah. And each one of them has different little things that you have to do to like get points in them. Yeah. And I just wanted to read a few, cause I think it's really cool. The things that they thought of yeah. where with honesty, you know, you, it's like you get to choose how much you pay uh, any merchant. It's a specific, oh, it's, yeah, it's there's a blind, specifically blind merchants. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if you pay less than what they're asking you or what you say you're going to pay, then mm-hmm. you lose honesty and, vice versa yeah. and then you can give people you know alms like give stuff to beggars you can give blood or something yeah you can sacrifice yeah. blood to people to get your sacrifice points yeah. <laughs> and it's like if you run away from enemies in combat you lose courage points mm-hmm. it's just there's so many little things it's it's like uh skyrim or fable i guess or whatever yeah like that's what i was thinking too. now it's, that have these systems yeah it's it's similar to, like it reminds me of the way you like level up your stats in like elder scrolls where it's like you know you yeah. do the thing yeah. to level it up it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of that where it's like yeah you have to like be nice to people to to get your compassion up <laughs> or whatever your nice points um yeah yeah i feel like in a modern well yeah I feel like a modern like version would probably you'd have like a bar or something but like yeah. there's not yeah. it doesn't and this is something I think people liked about it um, was like it didn't necessarily tell you like when you were doing something good or bad. Yeah. Like you yeah. would you could find out later and like you could kind of figure it out, obviously. And people would like say things that like gave you hints as like how, you know, what you yeah. should do. But it wasn't like you do something and then like plus one to this. <laughs> Yeah, and that's actually, that seems like it's a very common thing in all of these early role-playing, I guess all of these, I mean this and we're <laughs> yeah. like, is like, 
there's like a lack of feedback mm-hmm. that with all the things that are happening to your character that it's like makes it kind of it like makes it more mysterious but mm-hmm. it's actually intriguing because that's obviously how things actually work yeah. <laughs> so there's something like realistic about that and just kind of like oh hey i leveled up yeah. or whatever yeah when you're not really keeping track of it whereas in all the modern elder scrolls it's just you're constantly watching bars and getting like notifications of mm-hmm. stats and stuff yeah yeah like so many modern games are like the exact opposite of that where it's like constantly mm-hmm. like you're constantly seeing like things go up and like things are like saying like unlocked and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it, like because it's hacked <laughs> to get the dopamine flow yeah. baby <laughs> they didn't know about brains yet <laughs> they thought your head was freaking empty they thought there was nothing up there dude that's full of video games <laughs> and they realized it's full of seo <laughs> it's full of algorithm <laughs> yeah let's fill it with more algorithm it's funny you say that because he actually talked about he talks about how like he's not a religious person and so like he didn't want it to be like he didn't want to like base the system in the game on like you know christianity or like any yeah, specific yeah. kind of like religious system he said something like like i believe like humans are like like the brain, it like like runs off of like algorithms. It's something very similar to what you just said. And he's like, <laughs> and it's like, he was like, I realized like when you're playing like, like playing a game, it's like the game is having input on how your brain works, and like that's <laughs> wow, that's like part of the like reason why he made this change was like he was like, I didn't, you know, he says. Like he felt a sense of responsibility, and like he uh, he didn't want his game just to be about like going around killing stuff and like s- like stealing things and stuff, mm-hmm. um, because he was also getting all these fan letters from people and also uh, unfan letters, <laughs> but like from fans he was getting stuff like you know, letters about telling people how they played his games. And he, like, some people are, like, skeptical of of this. Um, But, like, he says that, like, he kind of, like, he he didn't realize that people were just, like, going around, like, stealing stuff and, like, murdering people and and stuff (laughs) in his games. Like, definitely I read some people or, like, you know, heard some people that were, like, it seems, like, hard to believe that you wouldn't, like, think that that was a possibility you know because it's like you yeah. can do that stuff in the games like that's part of the game yeah um maybe he just assumed the best of people that they yeah. would only treat it as a small novelty and not actually yeah do the game that way yeah i think that's probably he, he felt he probably was shocked at like the like how much people were doing you know <laughs> yeah, um but yeah. then he also got letters from like fundamental religious groups um especially wow. because well, it does. The game opens with a mystical portal and a tarot card reading. So, well, not for I this game, like Chris- but like, well, maybe for this game too. But like for Ultima Three, like the cover is like a demon on the cover, and like yeah, the, like yeah. Ultima One has like the dragon on the cover and stuff. And also, this is this is the eighties. This is like the era of yeah. like oh yeah. of like like you know metal music is the is Satan worship, D and D, like all that stuff yeah. was like very much under attack 
but he was like i didn't like being like he was like that's not what the games are <laughs> so he's like i <laughs> yeah. should he was basically like i'll make a game that proves to them that it's not that <laughs> um wow. then the other thing is that he talks about he saw a tv show about the the dead sea scrolls that talked about like the theory that jesus like the you know like in, with the bible and stuff there's like a period of jesus's life where it's like you know there's nothing written about it like oh, in his yeah, like 20s yeah. or whatever um mm-hmm. and there's so like the, there's like a theory that he like traveled to india and like hmm, hung out wow. with like yogis and became like a, a like a yogi basically oh that's funny that that makes a lot of <laughs> sense actually yeah um and so he got really interested in like um like yoga philosophy and like the like you know like the whole like yoga framework of like there's different levels of enlightenment and stuff that you're like you're as oh, you're like okay. trying to reach nirvana or and stuff okay okay yeah i feel i feel like you can really like see how he like yeah. thought of that and like mapped on like kind of like D like kind of concepts onto that of like okay like you level up all these different things like you, you <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like yogic D D stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> um I I feel like that's that's how you got those like the eight the eight different virtues that you have to level up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is which is really interesting. Um but like yeah, it's 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 also kind of a weird like what the eight different virtues are is kind of weird to me yeah especially yeah. the fact that are those like spirituality is one of them because <laughs> you oh you're right yeah that that is really weird i guess maybe that just means like piety yeah i guess but it's like, like you don't truth love and courage yeah so it's like this whole it's like this weird system where everything is based on truth love and courage and like those like support the other like you're like the eight um virtues which are honesty compassion valor justice sacrifice honor spirituality and humility um and humility is not supposed to be related it's supposed to be above truth love and courage but it's still on the little circle do you see that on yeah the page yeah why is it still in there it's just not colored yeah no it's weird and like spirituality is at the center of the yeah yeah but yeah, it's weird because he like talks about how like he's not like a spiritual person or like a religious person. So it seems weird that he would put that at like the center of everything. Yeah. That actually no, that makes sense to me that it would it would just sound like it should be yeah. one of them. I think that's kind of the thing, is like all of this just kind of like probably sounded like it should be the way it is. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. like a really like like it's not like an actual like philosophic system. Yeah, the the point of this game is definitely not an actual statement on morality or, like, virtue. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like it is. I feel like it's... I feel like he wanted people to, like, think about it, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and, like, we should say he was, like, 22 or something, maybe, when mm, he made wow. this game. So, like... Yeah. And he's, like, talked about how, like, he was... Like, I think this game in particular was like part of him like growing up mm, and like obviously sense. like 
there's the whole thing of him like moving away from home. Yeah. Like that's like a big like growing up experience and then kind of like And and having a miserable time. Exactly. Yeah, like like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, that actually, yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. And then, it's like, funny getting to, all those letters and being like, "Oh, like the world isn't like other people aren't the way I thought they were," you know? <laughs> yeah, basically. So, so like, yeah, he's like this kid making games, and then you can see in his first like game that reaches a new level. It's like that's him reaching a new level in his life of like mm-hmm. going through real shit and then <laughs> processing it through a video game. <laughs> yeah, making Ultima Four. Um, yeah, cause I, I feel like he is like, I mean, he's very much is trying to like make a statement about like ethics in the sense that like, he's like, you shouldn't ignore them. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. he's saying like he has like figured out the actual like the yeah. system. Yeah. Like that. maybe the statement is not about the actual morality, but rather about like what what does it look like to see morality in a video game and what does that say about the way that we make choices mm-hmm. whereas it's not like i have the eight um pinnacles of yeah. goodness i'll say though like i imagine there was a, there was a bunch of people who had this kind of experience but there's like a a blog um online where this person talks about how like they did like as like they played it as like a teenager and like they did like develop like a whole like system where they they (laughs) made like a deck of cards and had one for each of the the eight virtues and then they would like draw a card each day and like try and like do things that lined up with that virtue (laughs) so he was like if i got honest (laughs) yeah like i would like i'd be like i can't lie today and stuff like that Which wow. is Ultima Four literally is affecting people's morality yeah. <laughs> in their daily lives, um, or did at least. But uh, let's talk about the beginning of the game because, to me, it's the best part of the game, <laughs> and yeah. and you, it's the part that you experienced the most, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it opens with this like, it truly seems like it could be the opening of like like an indie movie or like a modern like indie game where it's <laughs> yeah, just like yeah this is like the the first bit of text it's like the day is warm yet there is a cooling breeze the latest in a series of personal crises seems insurmountable you are being pulled apart in all directions yet this afternoon in the afternoon walk in the countryside slowly brings relaxation to your harried mind this the soil uh soil the soil and stain of modern high-tech living begins to wash off in layers. That willow tree near the stream looks comfortable and inviting. And then you get, like, sucked into this portal that takes you to, like, the fantasy world. Um, yeah. So, like, the whole, op- Britain. the whole opening is, like, a metaphor for, like, you playing the game, too. Or it's, like... Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because at the end of the game, like, after you, your, like, character attains, like enlightenment basically like attains avatar status mm-hmm. um the, the character goes back through the portal and is like oh like was that all like a dream or something and they're like oh i still have my my ink which is like this the little mm. symbol you get um that lets you travel i guess between the worlds or something um huh. but it's like yeah i don't know it's it's very much like you are this guy 
and you're like daydreaming and that's you playing the game basically like you're entering this you're about to enter this fantasy world yeah um and it's almost it was like um the 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 maker going into his own fantasy world of making the game yeah. too it's kind of yeah a, um and then you get this like whole um tarot card reading section where it gives you like um you know, like and basically like a moral like quandary <laughs> and it's like there's two options like you can be truthful or you can like be valorous Dishonest, or whatever yeah. it's never like oh oh yeah, i guess it's like yeah, always it's, the, it's, it's a always one. one of the two um virtues and that is that like how you answer those questions determines what like your representation in the game is like what class you are um mm mm-hmm. Because there's like there's one class basically associated with each of the virtues, maybe yeah I guess I guess it would be yeah um, yeah and like the idea for for that was like he wanted it to be like you're not just like making like a character it's like it's supposed to be like you like like this person is a representation of you and like you like going through this struggle. <laughs> And so they like tried it reflects to reflects the the state of your real morality. Yeah. So do you remember what you got? Well, uh, like, or like which? Uh, I because well, the second time I'm pretty sure I got justice. Was what? that the knight or something? I don't know. See, that's what I don't remember really either time. Yeah. So Tim Tim played it. <laughs> Tim played yeah, it twice. So I I had a I I've just played this intro twice because <laughs> I I. I never learned how to save the game and my computer kept on dying <laughs> or the, the first time the, the program crashed. And so I just, <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. A but third do you, time. okay. That's interesting that you got justice. I got, um, the bard, which is compassion. Okay. Okay. Um, which I feel like makes sense. Yeah. You're a, you're a bit of a bard. <laughs> But it doesn't explain that to you either. And also the other thing is... It, does, it doesn't explain what? Like, it doesn't say, like, you got compassion. Like, you're the bard. It just, like, all of a sudden you're in the world after that. And, like, you wouldn't okay, know yeah, what your yeah. class is unless you, like, check the, like, item screen or... I forget how you even see it, but... um, Yeah. The other thing is, depending on which one you get, you start in a different part of the map, like at a different yeah. town. Yeah. So, I think like Bard is like considered the easiest one. So I <laughs> feel lucky. Mm. Oh, is that where you start out with Lord British? You start out like basically right next to Lord British's castle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's helpful. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you would just have to like wander around. Yeah. Until you like figure out what's going on, because he he kind of tells you like your quest and stuff. Mm-hmm. But without that, it is like just like a, a big open world where you can go do any like go anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I started, I didn't start in that area, and yeah. so I went into the town I was near at the very beginning, and I just like I had no idea what to do. Yeah, because there was no one there to like give me the premise of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, that's 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 why I would say they definitely expect expect you to like read the manual because there's a whole section yeah, about yeah. um like basically like setting up the game and i truly yeah. like i truly think the manual and like the set and like that first like 
tarot reading card part of the game is just the best part of the game. Like, like <laughs> the manual, like has like descriptions of all the monsters and like all the towns and like how the, like the societies in the towns are different and stuff. And it's like this sounds mm. so cool. And then you get into the game, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, this doesn't. It's really like this doesn't live up to, yeah, like to what was described here. <laughs> but um, in in like setting up the quest, it talks about how like um, like meditation is like the key to um, like freeing yourself from the shackles of modern living and reaching a transcendental state, which you do have to meditate in the game. Um, that's like oh really? Yeah, like you once you get your like stats up on one of the virtues to like. Uh-huh. I don't know, like the highest level, I guess. Whatever it, yeah, whatever yeah. the cap is or whatever whatever you need. Then you go to the shrine of that virtue and you meditate for three days. <laughs> wow. And then you like you have to do that for each of the eight ones and then like you're that's basically the end of the game, but you have to go do one more thing. That's like very hard apparently. <laughs> mm. Um That's crazy. Is it just? I'm assuming there's just one key that only is for meditating. And you only do it in the at those points. Is that M? Probably, yeah. But then you also have to know the um, mantra that goes with each virtue, and you oh, learn wow. those from like okay. pe- talking to people. Like I learned a couple of them. Wow. So you could, but you could miss it and like, oh yeah, get all the way there and not have the mantra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> there's like I think there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah. And didn't you say that finding the shrines is almost completely like just uh oh sorry is almost completely like just I think trial and error. You, know, finding you just gotta the kinda randomly find it. Is, I don't think that difficult. But mm. what was the thing that you said is like in the first <laughs> Zelda where you're just like li- or in Rogue where you're literally just searching yeah. for the yeah. thing? So it's like there's also uh runes for each which I think you have to have, they're like keys, I think, to get into the shrines. I could be wrong, mm. but you have to use them somehow with like the shrines. There's a one for each virtue again. And those are, yeah, they're like, I was reading a um, an article and it was like, I didn't realize this, but in the places, there's there like is a way to tell that it's there, but it like they showed a screenshot and like described it. And it's like, it's literally... You have to be looking at like the the little block, and there's like one pixel difference, and that's how you know there's like a little Gosh. secret there. Wow! And then you like people would tell you. I think if you talk to the right person, they'd be like, "Oh, there's like it's over there, like it's it's like in that area." Yeah. But they don't tell you like exactly where it is. So for one of them, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's in the mountains over there," and so I just had to go like walk through the mountains and like hit, hit search a bunch of times. <laughs> Oh, that's so insane. Yeah. Did you find it? I found it, yeah. And that was like that was I think that's probably where I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is not working. Yeah. <laughs> um Wow. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I uh I watched a speed run of the game because I was like <laughs> I was looking for a playthrough on YouTube. I don't know if you like I know you said you watched some videos. I found it. I found a 10-hour one. Is that the, the speed run? <laughs> no. I think I, I found that one, too, but I was like, I'm not watching any of this. 
<laughs> but yeah. no, it's truly insane. This guy, it's the world record. I looked it up. Um, it was done last last year, maybe or earlier this year. Oh wow! It's like pretty wow. recent, and wow. um, <laughs> it's fifty six minutes fifty eight seconds. That's still pretty long. It's still pretty long, but when you consider like that other one is ten hours, and like typically, yeah. like typical playtime is like over ten hours, like twenty. Like you could, yeah. especially if you're, especially at the time where like you couldn't yeah, look things yeah. up. You could be playing yeah. this game forever, basically. Like, that for a really sense, long yeah. time. Um, but it's just insane to watch this guy play. Because <laughs> also, you could hear, like, his keyboard. <laughs> like, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Especially because um, yeah. we haven't talked about this, but another, like, like horrible, like, system. The movement thing? Not the movement, but the, like, spell oh. system. Oh yeah, that where you have to like horrendous. You have to like buy herbs and mix them to cast a spell, and so yeah. every time you cast a spell, you have to type in like C G A or what like the like there's like a a character for each of the herbs, oh, and there's geez. like you know like twelve to sixteen of those, but so like he would oh, be casting spells, God. and it would just be like like the little thing it was just scrolling so fast. Because he get, like he just like had them all completely memorized. Yeah, yeah. It just must be like like typing it really quick, like CBA, 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 yeah. CBA. <laughs> it's insane. Also, it's really funny oh, watching watch it that. because it's like um, and what? Yeah, I'll I'll link to it in on the website too. But like, yeah, like the way that he like games the like virtue, like points mm. is really interesting too. Because like he starts out the game going to that blind shopkeeper and like they sell herbs for the spells and so he just buys like max of all of them but like paying like nothing basically so like completely like going to the bottom of that but then later he's like you only have to do it like you only have to pay like the right amount like 50 times to get it all the way back up oh wow so it's like more efficient to like lie like yeah hundreds of times yeah. first and then <laughs> pay the right amount later <laughs> yeah you could just like sp- like get all of it for free and then use your money to just to get the exactly points, yeah and you'll be fine forever yeah. you don't need to buy it for and then real. another thing with like there's there's like a beggar who you get your um mm. i don't know i don't remember which one you get for giving it like compassion is maybe sacrifice no sacrifice is giving blood sac- oh is that the blood yeah. oh okay. but like I think it doesn't like matter how much you give the beggar. So he just gave him one coin like over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um that makes sense. There's also a section that's like I don't know if there's just there's a couple of dungeons in the game which I never mm. saw like when I was playing cuz I didn't know how to get to any of them, but like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I'm honestly not sure what was going on. I think he like just had memorized how the dungeons were laid out. Because when you get in, oh, there, wow. it's like the screen is completely black. And I think oh, you geez. would need to do like a spell to light it up or like, yeah. you know, somehow like light it up. But he just knew exactly where to go. <laughs> but then there was a couple of times where it was lighted up and like it just looks insane because like the the walls are bright green huh. and like it's it's similar to that like um 
it looks better, but like it's similar to that image I showed you earlier from his like first game. Yeah. Where it was yeah, like, is okay. that same green and purple? I have to imagine that was just something oh, with cool. like the Apple II. Like it could yeah, like make sense. Just something about those colors. Limited colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, truly it's crazy. <laughs> and he like uh you get, I feel like you can like hear him like wiping like like he's like whoo like at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Because it's just like actually to 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 speedrun this does seem almost like physically demanding just from like how much you'd have to be typing. Exactly, stuff. yeah. Yeah. That's exhausting. <laughs> so it's 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 really weird. Who has the I'm, energy? I was shocked that there was someone speedrunning this game at all. <laughs> That there's like more no, than that does one not person. surprise me. Of course, <laughs> of course there is. Um, of course there is. Yeah, I'm surprised there isn't like a, a more of a hacky way to speedrun it. But there isn't like a, a bug you can like. Yeah, like something. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like I guess there it is. Makes, it, it makes sense actually that you would have those more with the more complicated games become. I think if there were more people like speedrunning, you might get some of that because I feel like yeah, like yeah, like with like Ocarina of Time and stuff like that, you get those because yeah. like tons of people yeah. are doing it, you know, and like like competing against yeah. each other. Just the sheer quantity exactly. like of people looking for bugs means that they will find yeah, them. Yeah, and like looking at like yeah. the source like like what the memory oh, is doing yeah. and stuff. Like I feel like. This oh, guy probably so wasn't crazy. doing that. He was just like, yeah, he's just yeah. a pro. There's also like, he's um, just... there's like, you know, different like classifications of speedruns because there's like, no, mm. like you can't use any hacks, like or like you can't use any bugs yeah, or whatever. Of course, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But huh. I feel like the the main thing with this game is just like. It's it's such a crazy concept for a game. And, like, even today, like, though role-playing games have, like, incorporated morality systems a lot of the times, it's, like, mm-hmm. not like this. <laughs> like, yeah. There there really is almost... The morality system in particular, there seems like there's something almost more sophisticated about it on a certain level than in a lot of the, like, mo- more modern versions. Yeah, of where it's, like... Because, like... Skyrim and Fable, or, yeah, or, mm-hmm. or just any Elder Scrolls, yeah. and the, like it's like they're really at a certain point they are quite rudimentary, mm-hmm. and it's like I feel like it just slips into the background very quickly. Yeah, at least in a lot of cases, and it becomes very easy where it's like yeah, just don't kill random people. Yeah, and but even then, like you it. still can, and it's yeah. like yeah, you won't really be punished for it. Like I feel like yeah. they're all very like forgiving in that sense, where mm-hmm. it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it doesn't really, like, matter what, you know, like, if you, like, yeah. do a bunch of bad things. Um, yeah. And also, I feel like the other direction games went is, like, I think when we <laughs> eventually get to, like, The Witcher um, hmm. and probably other games Years is, like, now. <laughs> yeah, um, like, making the morality in the game more about like you have to make like hard decisions where it's like Mm. there isn't really like a virtuous choice of these two things it's like either way like someone's going to like get screwed over basically um yeah that's interesting from what i understand 
Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, like, you know, even, like, today, like, there hasn't ever really been another game where, like, the point is just, like, be a good person. <laughs> yeah, that actually, I can't think of a single other example where that is literally, yeah. like, how you beat the yeah. game. That would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah like, uh, especially, yeah, like, a modern take on that would be really interesting, I think. Yeah. That'd be really cool with like a very sophisticated morality system mm-hmm. and like kind of doing the same thing where you have to, mm-hmm. yeah. And with more complicated and like um, well-written or developed like yeah. dialogue and like story, like that could be incredibly yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of it for, <laughs> <laughs> for this i feel like it's not it's kind yeah. of it. it if you want to check it out if you want to play maybe the intro yeah <laughs> it is free yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah especially yeah you can just that. download and I mean, it and if try there, it there, there are people out there for whom this game it would be a great time yeah. like absolutely yeah there are, yeah. if 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 the things that we're saying about it seem like they wouldn't be a big deal to you then like there probably is a lot of joy to be yeah um gotten out i think of if you're like really like detail oriented mm. and like yeah like those kind of like opaque systems don't like turn you off then then yeah you like yeah you could probably have you could probably enjoy it for sure and like it is just interesting as like one of the first like open world games basically yeah to just like kind of like walk around and see you like you know just for a few minutes uh, even if even if it's just a few minutes, just like kind of seeing what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely see in so many different ways how kind of uh, important and interesting this game yeah. is, and it makes me really want to play the later ones. Like, I am very, very curious to see yeah. that, and I just feel like, yeah, yeah, it seems like just in this series, the earlier you get, the harder it is to play them, and this isn't this title is not exempt from that, even though it's clearly less so than the three earlier's. Yeah, I was thinking it like it'd be really. Like it, I, like I wish there was like a modern remake almost. It's like yeah, that would be awesome. I feel like there's a problem with like <laughs> remakes in video games. There's just so many remakes, but I feel like the problem yeah, is yeah. usually it's like the games aren't that old. It's like yeah. this game's like ten years old or not even that, and you're already remaking it. Like yeah. why did you do <laughs> this? Whereas like this kind of game, it's like it is really hard mm-hmm. to enjoy at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, there. And it's like it would take very little, honestly, to like to 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 make a huge difference yeah. in, difference in the playability of this game. Yeah. And then you could do even more to make it like truly incredible. Yeah. 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 yeah they should do that. Yeah. There is like a um, come on, guys. There are like some mods that you can do to like add more music and stuff. I didn't try and do mm-hmm. any of them. But if if you do want to like more seriously play it. There are like, there's like also like a little graphical upgrade mod. Um, oh, interesting. But definitely not the two problems I have with yeah. this game. Graphic music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but next time, I think next, next time. time is going to be, a, I have to, I imagine a much more enjoyable game uh, for us. Yeah. And, I'm very and, excited. <laughs> I mean, significant in many ways, but, uh, yeah. Also a game that like 
basically started uh, started the whole like genre or like you know like style of games <laughs> with like edge edu- edutainment games or whatever they're called we're can we say oh, what yeah, it is yeah. we're gonna be playing oregon trail the oregon and we're trail. gonna hear about uh tim's journey on the oregon trail from tennessee <laughs> as well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i'm very excited we're, for this there's there's gonna be quite a bit to talk about <laughs> um i did i uh you said you downloaded the apple 2 version or maybe you haven't gotten it to the work. I yeah I we're trying yeah. to yeah we were talking about this. I'm, I tried to get it to work and it didn't, so I'm gonna try again. The but more yeah we're um, the one I was able to find more easily was the like it's like a later version, but it's mm. it's still like basically the same game, but it's for the yeah. but it's the PC version. Um, oh, I think okay. it's called like Oregon Trail Deluxe or something like that. Hmm. Okay. I did. I saw that there was a million versions, so I was planning on just going to the next one whenever yeah. I decided this one wouldn't work. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. But I mean, there's literally like a lot of versions that are essentially the same as the first one, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like or, you could even like because there's like current ones, right? Like I'm sure it's on the Switch or something. I feel like couldn't you play that and it's almost the same game as the yeah, original? Yeah. It's hard <laughs> to say. There's there's one that's like on um, Apple, like on like. That's like that's like the oh, most maybe, current yeah. one. I wouldn't. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I mean, of. I'm sure it's fine. I wouldn't play that one though. Like, yeah. I I as a kid played Oregon Trail two, and it is, mm. like, not significantly different, but like graphically, it definitely is quite different. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I just get it, I get the impression that a lot of the differences in all the different versions are mostly graphical. Yeah. They definitely it's such like a simple game that it's like and like change stuff. Yeah. yeah. But Devin, but Devin. Save it for the pod. Yeah, get, get hyped though for that. Get hyped. I in my head this is going to be the greatest episode of Gameography, and no one will ever listen to it because people don't care about Oregon Trail. But I think people care about Oregon Trail. I'm very psyched. Let, let's we'll find. I out. want it to blow yeah. up. <laughs> let's let's go viral with the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Let's get Oregon on the map. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it. Thanks for listening. And uh, that's it. Yeah, we hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoyed this this trip through history. I, I certainly do hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I hope it boosted all of your virtues, bro. Yeah, do follow us on Twitter. Tim, give us the, give us give us the Twitter do. and Instagram at GameographyPod <laughs> on Twitter.com and on Instagram.com and on GameographyPod.com. <laughs> yeah, and on YouTube. Um, dot com. Yeah. It, we'll probably um, we'll probably. Do you think we should stream Oregon mm. Trail? We should do a Oregon Trail race <laughs> again. Yeah, we should literally do a race to Oregon. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Look out. Yeah. That, I mean, by the time the episode's out, that'll be that'll be on our YouTube. But check out check out Twitch. Yeah. Just just check out Twitch. It's a cool site. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> We're sponsored by Twitch. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitch wishes. Twitch wishes. Twitch twishes. Yeah, in your tweens. In your tweens, witch. Um, okay. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>